When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. All right, welcome back. Coffee and Cream alongside Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers, 590 ESPN Radio. We're live on Twitter, live on YouTube, the Herd at Sports YouTube page out at the Herd at Sports Pavilion at the Pinnacle Bank Championship over at the club at Indian Creek. We just got done talking to Brett Ballack. He lets you know that there are tickets still available for the pavilion, so make sure you snag those. Come over. It's all-inclusive. It's the perfect place to watch. I remember being here last year. We took a, a day uh, heard at sports did at least to enjoy the event. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were fortunate enough to be a part of whole 17's pavilion. And I got to tell you, it was, it was something, it was something to be desired. Yeah. So um, take well, advantage of that bigger and better this year. And it is, it's twice the size of what it was last year. And I think the tent area over there is even cooler than it was. Yeah. Because the way it was formed, it was almost long, and it was like hot dog style instead of hamburger. Mm, sure. And so yeah. now that it, the way it looks now, you you have those fake windows that you can unzip, and it's got a little bar, so it's like you're you're inside, but you're outside. That I that sort of thing. The Patron Zone has a little AC in there, and it too, does. So. And you, if you have access to the Patron Zone, if you have access to the Herd at Sports Pavilion, so you double dip in a way. Um, and who wouldn't want a little Patron? Right? I mean, like, hey, you know, mix it in. Might have to. Take a little walk over there uh, after we're done here. Yeah, today. We'll, we'll siesta <laughs> after we fiesta, right? So, um, you know, just come out. Come see us. We'd love to see you. Um, but you know what? We're doing a show, and we appreciate you listening as well. So, Ravi, did you want to still touch on the golfers? Well, so I, you know, I had this theory that occurred to me while we well, – right after we went to break, and – so part of it's all obviously just like the clothing technology, right? Like they didn't have like stretch fit and like mm-hmm. moisture wicking stuff 20 years ago, really. So the technology's come a long way. So that's part of it. But I think the other thing is, and this was a tiger thing that really started it, was just the fitness level of the guys that are playing professional golf now. And Brett talked about that a little bit uh, as well in some of the changes he's seen from back when it was the Cox Classic to now with the Pinnacle Bank Championship, where it's... You don't see a lot of dad bods out no, there. No, the fit... Well, and so you don't see a lot of dad fits out here anymore either. The fitness level of the guys on tour... Here's what I found. <laughs> oh, Siri, what did you find on fitness levels of golf dads? I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I just stumbled into somebody's search history here. Not interested. Um, no, I just... The, the, no big deal. The fitness and athleticism of these guys is just at such a higher level than it was 15, 20, 25 years ago. And that's kind of one of the lasting effects that Tiger had on the tour um, and professional golf in general was you had a lot of guys that worked on their golf game incessantly, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, just mm-hmm. obsessively worked on their golf game, didn't work on their fitness a ton. <laughs> Tiger showed that working on your fitness was working on your golf game. 
right? And that wasn't really something that people thought about. You know, you kind of see it with baseball players too. Like the, the bodies of baseball players have changed over the years as well. And so I think that's part of the reason too. Like when you're, you know, when you're rocking the dad bod, your your clothing options are maybe a little bit more limited. When you're all like jacked up and 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 slim and and sleek and ready to go, you can you can maybe wear a little bit more form fitting clothes, which is what we <laughs> see on tour more now. Did you hey. like the uh, the paint Stewart look? Well, see, like if you're paint Stewart, at least you're like doing a thing. You know, yeah, like you ever you have your own niche. Yeah, niche. you're, you're kind of like you understand, like okay, this isn't a popular style. You're just like, hey. I'm rocking the old school, like back to the old days of golf. Um, he brought you know. style in, though. I mean, he was really kind of the first to, you know, kind of embrace style in golf. Hey, what? Who was the broadcaster? Craig Sager? Didn't yes. he do that with the suits too? He did. So, like, yeah, everybody has like their own. Yeah, he's got their, their own, own kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, it 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 comes down to his personality too. Yeah, for like sure. Sager's personality was like you know very bubbly, like very uh, approachable. Same yeah. kind of thing with Stewart. It was kind of like, I don't really care what people think about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. So speaking of speaking of outfits, and speaking of exclusive outfits, okay. Four numbers were handed out to the Nebraska football oh, I team. I see what you did there yesterday, and if you missed, if you missed them, you probably could guess who got them. Yeah, at least the first four. So you have Billy Kemp who chose the number one. Yep. Isaac Gifford chose number two. Mm-hmm. He's been talked about a lot by that defensive coaching staff and by Rule as well. Luke Reimer will be wearing four. Mm-hmm. I've liked Luke this offseason. I thought that he, I mean, at least watching him in the spring, um, that he he showed a lot of passion, showed a lot of fire, spirit for his group, his defensive, uh, his defensive position group. And he's and a really good football player. He's a really good football yeah. player, but I don't know if he may be the shock on this list in some minds because People haven't heard a lot about Luke Reimer right now in the fall. He's flown under the radar a little bit. And even in the summer. Yeah. So because of that, I'm actually not shocked one bit. I'm not I, I thought from the very beginning that Luke Reimer was going to be a leader, possibly a captain on this well, defense. Well, we saw him in Indianapolis, which, right. was a, which obviously was an indication. And you know what? I think he was also a shock to the ones in Indy. Like even to DB, I remember chatting with him and he's like, I was the surprise to me is Luke Reimer. And like that didn't actually surprise me at all because of how I watched him practice in the spring. Yeah. Um, now out of those three, you could a process of elimination. You have Jeff Sims and Ethan Piper there too. Like if you had to say who was the shock to be here, like you you could either lean Reimer or you could lean Piper. See, my thought was Piper because he wasn't really he's he's still not necessarily a for sure starter. Like Luke mm-hmm. Reimer's gonna play. And going to play a lot. I expect him to be a starter on that defense. You would expect, though, Ethan Piper to start just by the way the team has used him since media days. Like, yeah. if you go to media day, you're probably a starter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that it, it's really going to depend on the health of guys like Prohaska and Newilly. Mm-hmm. If those guys are healthy, he might be the sixth guy. I think he's going to play. But, you know, we talked about yesterday, I think Matt Rule was talking about the seven, he wants seven offensive linemen. He's definitely in that seven. I don't know if he's in the starting five, if everybody's healthy, but to me, it goes to how good he's been in all the other stuff, because this isn't just mm-hmm. about playing, right? This is about his ability to embody everything that this coaching staff wants from their 
uh, from their players and how they want them to become leaders. Um, you know, Matt Rule, again, talked about this a couple days ago. He, when he's got a, a Gifford in a position group, when he's got um, a Jeff Sims or a Billy Kemp in a position group, his role in terms of having to hands-on lead them becomes less dramatic because he's trusting player-led accountability and player leadership, which is the most effective kind if you can get it going. So I think it speaks to Ethan Piper's role in that as much as it does anything else. But, you know, I agree with you. I don't think Luke Reimer was a shock either for Media Day or for um, or for the, the single-digit numbers. But out of that group of guys, he probably was the most surprising. I mean, Billy Kemp's the only receiver we have any sort of confidence in, right? <laughs> I mean, at this point, because Washington's been banged right. up a little bit, right? Um, Jeff Sims, your unquestioned starting quarterback number one. Like, Jeff Sims seems like their poster boy on offense for what they want. He'll be wearing number seven, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> John Elway, Christian Ponder. No, oh, oh, sorry. no, 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 no. We can uh, Yeah, <laughs> I believe Case Keenum was the seven at one point. Yeah, with the was, was, Vikings. Did Car- did Carmelo ever wear seven? Yeah, he was a seven. I believe. I think he was seven in New York. Okay, I think. I, well, I want to say he was seven in New York. Uh, so you know, you got why some, I know that. Don't ask me. We've got some famous sevens in the uh, in the world of sports here, but. Jeff Sims, not surprising at all. The unquestioned starter and leader at quarterback. Um, Isaac Gifford, especially the way he's been talked about this summer and this fall. Um, that's a no-brainer to me. They seem like they love Isaac Gifford. Um, Luke Reimers, though, that's a great one to have. And and maybe shouldn't be shocking, but like we said, flown under the radar a little bit. Right. A lot of other guys have gotten the headlines, and it hasn't been... You know, he's kind of been doing his work in silence a little bit, but it's good to see that because I believe these are player voted on numbers, right? Or yes. They, they, so they vote for the so rule said this week that there will be multiple rounds yes. of voting um, at camp to determine who will wear the single digits. And I actually find that um, I find that pretty common. Uh, over interesting because some would probably say like, oh, that's interesting that he's going to have the players like vote on their own team. It's like, no, it's kind of like voting captains when you're in grade school, right? Well, like in high school, like, you know, a lot of teams give out little pieces of paper and they're like, all right, right now, right down out of all the players, you know, who you want to be your captain. Now it's a little more limited when you're choosing there because you're probably choosing a senior or a junior. um, So you're checking off a box, uh, whatever the coach gives you. And some teams, the coaches choose captain, some teams, the players choose captain. So, I thought it was interesting just in the sense that I hadn't heard it before, mm-hmm. that that's how it was going to be. Chosen. Right. And remember, this isn't a new tradition either for Coach Rule. Like he did this at Temple um, when he was the offensive coordinator and um, Al, Al Golden, Golden was yeah. the head coach. Yeah. So th- this isn't new for him, but it is new for Nebraska, the, the Nebraska community. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say either that, oh, like this, this shouldn't be exciting because, you know, it is kind of exciting to see who is separating themselves yeah. from the rest, who the players really feel like are the leaders of this team, who are the top 10 percent that we've been trying to get to this whole time, the, the ones that motivate in a new group like this. So who's next? I don't know, but I think I have a couple of guesses. Do you have anybody on the brain that would be a Ooh. next up for you? Um. I am hope <laughs> so we've got a linebacker, we've got a defensive back. I would if if you're calling Gifford with the rover spot a defensive back, which I am. Um 
I would love to see an one of the guy a guy from one of the two like lines. Uh-huh. Whether it's Ethan Piper would make sense, kind of because of what we talked about with the uh, with the media, with media days. Day. Um, I would love it if somebody on the defensive line stepped up because that's an area where. Again, there's pieces that I like, but we don't really have any right. idea of who's going to step up there. If somebody was showing that on the defensive line, I would love that. So Ty Robinson for me on the defense, Brian Buscini on special teams. We we'll go. take a short break. We'll be back with Kevin Price to talk more golf here at the Pinnacle Bank Championship.